Hi, I'm Patrick Coleman. And I'm Kitty Coleman. And this is... Diggin' Bones. so too and we're back we're back um thanks for your patience everybody yeah i think we should address our our absence um there's a couple of reasons handful for it um one is it's summer and we're parents yep uh and um you know we had the kids around a lot uh, and there just wasn't a space or a time for us to to record. Correct. That's that's one reason. Yep. Um, you know the season is turning, and the kids mm-hmm. are uh, going back to school soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our Friday date nights back. Yay! Huzzah! Huzzah! And um, yeah, so so we'll get back to it, and also. This is the other thing. Uh, shortly after the last episode, I was uh, reading my Google News feed, as I do in the uh-huh. morning with my coffee. And uh, I read that Emily yes. Deschanel was starting her own Bones podcast. Yeah. And you deflated like a little I balloon. Did. I deflated. Yeah. Because we can't compete with Emily. But we don't have to. It was her show. I know. But, you know, it was a little deflating. I was like, how do we move forward? And so um, I was thinking a little bit, do we change the format? Yeah. Do we... You were thinking that. Do we just do other mystery shows and do a mm-hmm. different mystery show every week? Or, um, But then, you know, I was encouraged by you <laughs> and um, by... Other friends who are listeners to to Thanks, carry you guys. on, uh, to carry on with it. So uh, that is why we've been we've been uh, away. Yep for for the summer, but we are back into it. We sure are. And um, also along with that, if you're if you're following along on our Substack, um, we'll be getting more writing up. Yep. Uh, also along with this. Yep, yep, yep. Um, because I, Emily's not writing a book right. with her spouse. She's not. A mystery with her no, spouse. No, no. Anyway, she that's were. Ours. It would be totally different. Right. True. Um, and also, but, you know, we're, I'm going to have to figure out, because I have a new job. Yes. We have to figure out a, a, a better, more sustainable pace right. for our lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. And so um, we'll be we'll be getting down to that. Yep. Um so please stay tuned, and I want to thank everybody who is still yes. uh, listening and following along and encouraging us. Um, it's it's uh, wonderful to have it's that fun. support, and we love you very much. Yes, we do. Thank you. Uh, so this would make it season one, episode nine. Nine. And this one is the man mm-hmm. in the fallout shelter. That's right. And I just want to start out by saying, Merry Christmas, honey. Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, dear. Um, it's a Christmas episode, you guys, episode. if you didn't guess. And if you know anything about me, you will know that um, I have a very... Strict rule, almost bordering on neuroses, that um, seasonal things stay in their season. I wouldn't say almost neuroses. (laughs) I'm going to go with full on. (laughs) I will say the exception to that rule is, is horror films. I believe horror films can be watched 
<sighs> anytime, anywhere, any place. And Which is the, the only thing I believe should be watched one night a year. <laughs> and the genre <laughs> is so varied. We're talking about horror here. That it actually you can actually watch. There's horror film. There's like Easter horror films and Thanksgiving horror films and like they're they run the gamut. It's so. not nice to call Hop a horror movie. <laughs> That's not what I was talking about. I know. I was just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, your your boyfriend Russell Brand. I would never speak so ill of him. <laughs> Um, Listen, um, my relationship with Russell's private. Okay, yeah, that's right. So let's just keep that on the DL. Uh, but so so Christmas episodes come around, I skip them. I mm-hmm. skip them. If we're binging, no, he won't do it. You guys, it won't happen. Um, same thing with other holiday themed, you know, episodes. I <sighs> want to watch those episodes during the holidays for which they were conceived. And do you know what happens, you guys? During a holiday season, we have to watch only holiday-themed <laughs> episodes. I don't know how many Thanksgiving Bob's Burgers I have seen over and over again, but there's been plenty. <laughs> all of them during Thanksgiving. Yeah, all of them all of in them. their appropriate place. <laughs> if only we could take this diligence to our stuff. What putting do you mean? our stuff in their appropriate place. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, when the holiday music started, I did, my heart sank. Yeah. Because it's the first episode we're coming back after a long break, and I'm like, ah, shit. Yeah. How, how, let's make it more unpleasant, you know? Well, I but never thought any of it was unpleasant. I uh, I got into it. Yeah, well, it was a really good episode. It was a good episode. Yeah. Writer of this episode is Hart Hanford, who is the uh, creator of the television show, uh, also the producer and, and writer, uh, very often the writer. And uh, Hart, he... Hart had some heart. He brought it on this one. Yeah. For sure. His writing was tight. There were a lot of good jokes. There were a lot of we good were, jokes. We were laughing out loud. L-O-L. <laughs> literally, literally. Uh, so, I mean, how how cool is that, you know, to come back and... Thanks. Thanks, Hart Hanford. I'm sure... I'm sure you've had wonderful com- conversations over the other podcasts with Emily Dashnell. I'm sure she's talking to you all the time Don't about all your good work and your writing. And you, you're not going to talk to us ever. But just so you know, I'm wishing you, I'm saying you did a good job. So. Kind of like a brat, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. A little bit like a brat. It's true. Um, let's give a <laughs> <laughs> Let's give a quick uh, synopsis of this episode. It, it is Christmas at the Jeffersonian. Uh, there's a there's a party going on apparently somewhere. We never see the party. Nope. It's there, kind of like you know, like the distant sounds of war, or of the cat in the kitchen. <laughs> and uh, we know it's there. Yeah. But we never, I mean, and people are going to it and from it, apparently. Uh Uh-huh. But it's kind of, like, bizarrely not present. Right. Anywho. um, So, it's Christmas at the Jeffersonian. And, um, you know, Bones is being her, you know, cynical anthropologist self. Yep. And, uh, you know, she has a problem with Christmas. She can't get into it. She can't Um, get into it. Uh, and it's the 23rd. That's that's important. Yep. Uh, it's the 23rd. Um, and so everybody's getting ready. They got plans. They got places to be after this party. But here comes Booth with a body. Yep. And the body is a desiccated old skeleton that was found while they were doing work on a conservatory for some government building. And they found him in a uh, fallout shelter. Yeah. Um, we're gonna hold. We're going to take a time and um, figure out uh, how our cat... What? There's something happening in the kitchen, y'all. 
And then we'll we'll come back right back and continue. Okay, creature report. What was going on? Oh, what was happening? Yeah. Trash can raid. Yeah. Did yeah. they knock it over completely? Yeah. Oh, jeez. So where were we? Yes, Christmas party. Christmas. Bones, Bones is being very um her typical anthropologist self. She's upset that, you know, people are exchanging meaningless gifts, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Booth a pagan comes in holiday. with the body. Oh, we got to we got to the body. We were, we were there. Yeah, um, we, we were at the body. So the body found in a bomb shelter. Um, and the idea is uh, Bones is now, she now has a job. Mm-hmm. Doesn't care that it's Christmas. She's going to put herself into solving this crime and figuring out mm-hmm. why uh, this person, how they died. Yep. There's, a, there's a bullet, there's a gun. Yeah. And the initial thought is suicide. Um, but as she's getting into it she you know wants to get the evidence mm-hmm. um the body uh goes to uh zach and and hodgins uh-huh. who are cleaning it yeah and once they cut into the bone boom boom the, the alarm goes off <laughs> the jeffersonian is locked down because <laughs> of a pathogen and uh all of a sudden everybody in the jeffersonian the whole team mm-hmm. that's there not not party apparently just this area where everybody that's a large institute right yeah (laughs) they are uh they're locked in and that is dr goodman angela zach hodgins bones and booth yes and zach and jack have to go into the contamination shower yes yes they do and they exit yeah in towels we'll we'll get there Oh, uh, <laughs> but I'm excited to be there now. Um, after some uh, panic, uh, they realize they are going to be there through Christmas probably uh, until they get their test results back to make sure they haven't succumbed to valley fever. Right. Um, which is, we'll, we'll get there also. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a whole nother thing. Patrick's been researching as now. They, <laughs> but as they go through this trauma of, you know, Christmas, talking about what Christmas means to them, being locked down in matching sleeping bags somehow. Everybody has the same sleeping bag. Uh, Oops, somebody ran to Walmart to get them sleeping I guess. Bags. I guess that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, uh, they make each other gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they exchange gifts. All except Bones. She does All not participate. Bones. She does not participate. Uh, we learn that Booth has a child who looks just like Joey Lawrence. I had to see if they were related, but they're not. They're not. Well, I didn't dig in deep into the child's right. background, but uh, we find out also that uh, Zach's family is enormous. Yeah, both literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah. And where are they from? Michigan. Michigan. Giant Michigan people. Yeah. A whole tribe of them. Yeah. Uh, we found it. We find out. This is the episode we find out where it's established. I didn't think it happened this early. Mm-hmm. We find out that Angela's father is from ZZ Top. I know. Boop, boop. Mind blown. He's got the beard and the hat mm-hmm. and everything. Um, so, and he doesn't have any lines, but he looks very good. He looks very They didn't concerned. play his tagline, though, did they? No. What's his? It's the, like, the... Oh, the, the there's, like, a guitar lick yeah. that goes with him? Mm-hmm. No, they were too, they were too busy uh, in, in, with an emotional mm-hmm. Tori Amos Christmas yeah. song land. Yeah. Um, after all of this, we figure out that the victim, mm-hmm. uh, Lionel? Lionel. Lionel. Uh, careful Lionel, I think. Careful Lionel. I think that's what mm-hmm. um, Booth was calling him. Um had uh, had fallen in love yep. with a black woman in Oklahoma in 1956, got her pregnant, mm-hmm. and was trying to escape the country to Paris where they could live together happily in harmony as a married couple. Right. But as he was trying to sell his prized coin collection, he was murdered by the buyer who left him there and then sold off all the coins. Right. 
the resolution of this after after they figure this out through looking at his belongings and the tickets and some other various other clues that kind of just come together. It just mm-hmm. kind of comes together. There's not right. a lot of there's not a lot of like intrigue. Yeah, and... it just kind of it, it kind of comes together because yeah. what's most important here are the relationships in the Jeffersonian and the way people are interacting with Christmas and their past specifically uh, Temperance's past right um, where we delve more into the disappearance of her parents mm-hmm. who who disappeared before Christmas creating a very traumatic event for her um, but once she is able to contact the uh, victim's widow mm-hmm. who is still alive mm-hmm. in Ivy a Gillespie. in a assisted care home in Maryland mm-hmm. um and I thought it was is Bethesda in Maryland I th- think so oh, I always thought it was New York um, uh they oh. they uh tell her that she was not abandoned by Lionel he loved her he wanted to take her to Paris he was in fact killed uh, and that opens her heart and she realizes that she was always loved and now her granddaughter, uh, who is still there, has presented the coin that Lionel had hid on his body, which is a very rare penny, uh-huh. bronze penny, uh, only 12 of which were ever made and it was worth $100,000. I think there were only 12 left. 12 left yeah. in the United States. And Bethesda's in Maryland, for those playing along. Patrick was right. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) And uh, she um, gives her the coin, which means the granddaughter can now go to medical school. She's going to be a doctor. Everything is right in the world. Can you go to medical school for $100,000? Like all... Not not all of it? Yeah. Maybe the first part of it? But also, this is way back in the early 2000s where um, perhaps it was where life was affordable (laughs) where it was maybe a little (laughs) bit more affordable to go to medical school I don't know Uh, but this changes Temperance's mind on Christmas and in the end uh, we see her opening up gifts that um, her parents had bought apparently and uh, to the strains of have yourself a merry little Christmas in mm-hmm. the background, and uh, we fade to black. And that is the episode in short. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get into it. Let's. Let's jump right into it. Okay. After all of this 18 minutes of nonsense. Um, so, Hodgins. Let's let's say the oh. first let, the first big uh, moment the big reveal here after the big hello after nine after nine episodes is Hodgins like jacked fuzzy body yeah holy smokes he's got an incredibly long torso for someone who's short yeah he's got like. He's got like a dozen abs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it is. They are. He's got a whole fucking case. And it's like, it's like a very long torso. Yeah. And very fuzzy pectorals. Fuzzy. Um, you know. Patrick really likes a fuzzy peck. That, <laughs> that was a definite <laughs> choice. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, absolutely. Somebody uh, discovered. Oh. He's hot. He's hot. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, we always knew he was handsome, right? You know, uh, we've had we've had eight episodes of handsome. We've discussed it. Well, I've like said Hodgins. I think in the first episode, I think he was right. more attractive than Booth. Exactly. Yeah, we've seen Booth shirtless. Yes. I think a couple of times uh-huh. now. Um, so I'm wondering if there was like a clamoring, or if it was like, you know, for for Hodgins, a hot bod. A clamoring? Who's a clamoring. Th- the fans. Oh. You know, eight episodes in. They they're were like, like, take it off, They were Hodgins. like, get Hodgins naked. Get Hodgins naked. Huh. I don't know. I, it's just a supposition. You huh. know? Uh, but it's possible. 
but there he is after taking uh what you could extrapolate to a homoerotic shower with zach (laughs) neither one of them found it pleasant here Well, you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas. They did they were um, drunk. very strategically place the towel around Zach's neck. <laughs> He's got it hanging over his entire body. Yes. <laughs> Nothing. You don't see You see a little, anything. a little tiny happy trail and that's it. Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's it. So um, don't treat Zach like a sex symbol. Don't even try. Don't even think about don't it. Don't even watchers. think about it. He's got fat people in his family, (laughs) and he's tiny. (laughs) Anyway. So that's the first real wow moment of this episode, Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And he stays half naked for a a good long while. Well, a couple scenes. (laughs) Yeah, I guess like in the whole scheme of the episode. Maybe I was just hyper-focused. It's just (laughs) the bright, shining light. Like the North Star. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I want to talk about also, while we're talking, while we're being, um, while we're objectifying the cast. Oh, uh uh-huh. There's a couple other interesting things. I have one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how, um, how absolutely lovely. Emily Dashnell looks in a jammy tank. Right. Yeah. And she just gets up out of her out of her uh, sleeping bag yeah. as they're quarantined. Mm-hmm. And she pops up and is like, I'm going to solve a murder. And then she's at the microscope mm-hmm. having not gotten dressed at all. No, but to be fair, both she and Angela had kept their foundation garments on. Okay. So right. those weren't. Like well, actual they, jammy it's boobs. It's not like they had jammies, right? What do you call what do you call that thing that she was wearing? A a jammy tank. Is that what it was? Jam, do you call it a jammy tank? That's what I call it. I don't think that you could, you know, look that up and Amaz- get it's it from Amazon. Like, it's not but like a with camisole. They've got little, Isn't it? Aren't those a camisole? No, camisoles are different. They're silk. Yeah. And they have spaghetti straps. Yeah. And this one might argue is spaghetti strap, but it was elastic spaghetti strap. The other ones are silk. Right. Not particularly. Their camis are loose. Right. Not particularly. Um, Well, camisoles are loose. Yeah. Now we've gotten to something called a cami. Okay. Which is like a tank top. Yeah. But, you know, you're wearing it like a camisole. Okay. Um. But jammy tanks tend to have lace on them. Oh, okay. Which is why I call it a jammy tank. Oh, and yeah. Lace. And again, not very supportive. She's hanging. She was hanging out a bit. Well, she wasn't hanging out of it. Really? Like no, it's not like they were. She was spilling. wearing a foundation I, garment. But they, it's not like they were spilling out of her top. Like I'm not saying they were spilling. I'm saying there was a. Well, usually a, you have other situations view. going on. You've got side boob, you've got tummy situations. Right. A tank can be hard to pull off. Yeah. Especially if you're big bosomed. But you, but she did it well. She did a great job. Uh, I'm interested to know whether in uh, Emily's Bones podcast, whether she talks about her boobs as much as we do. Well, she has a really nice rack. <laughs> but you also know that they're real. Because one's significantly larger than the other. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How did wow. you not notice that this thing time with her? I don't tank? know. I don't. Know. I mean, I'm not Clearly, judging. I'm not I have paying one enough that's attention. Significantly larger than the other Look, as well. I will pay but much closer attention to Emily Deschanel's breasts from now as on. As you should. As you should. <laughs> um, the way those big chonky jewels hang on them. <laughs> no chonky jewels this episode. There was a chonky light. There was. Yeah. I didn't catch that one either. What was it? Kind of like, it was, um... Was it Christmassy? No, it was like a, a turquoise some lights that look green, okay. some lights that look blue. All right. Uh, and then just, you know, big chunky beads that yeah. came to a, 
a point with a, a signature center bead. Okay. But Kitty hit the table. She did not fall over, just in case you were... Stop it. <laughs> That's not helpful. Sorry. This is a podcast. People are listening. They don't want thumping. <sighs> um. I get overexcited. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about, oh, Booth has some, uh, underwears too going on. <laughs> he has Christmas underwears. Well, and the reason we see them is because he's getting a shot. In his ass, yeah. And we don't see his ass. Hmm. But he, we didn't, you skimmed right over that fact that he hallucinates from this shot. Yeah, they say there could be side effects to this shot, which will cause hallucinations. Everybody's like, oh, I want to hallucinate. And he's the only one who does. And then... And then they're like, oh, lucky, not fair. Right. And it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want like a mandatory medically induced hallucination. Well, especially if you're vibing with a bunch of folks who aren't yeah. hallucinating. Yeah. That can get weird. Yeah. I will say this episode, Dr. Goodman has a lot of screen time. Yes. Way more screen time than than normal. Right. And so we get a lot of his backstory. We get his family, mm-hmm. uh, his kids. He even know. helps with the case. Yeah, the fact he's a um, he's a anthropo. No, not an anthropo. Ar- the dig. Yeah, the digging. Forensi- no, he's not a forensic. He's an archaeologist. He's an archaeologist. Yes, <clears throat> absolutely. He's an archaeologist and apparently an incredible soap carver. Uh, well, I mean, it had to be soap. They didn't mention that it was soap. I just got. It could have been a potato. Yeah. Well, as they're they they make gifts for for everybody. Mm-hmm. They um, lean into their talents. Right. Um, apparently, Booth's talent is origami. Yeah. Which is kind of odd. Well, to me, like why, why origami? Well, you love origami. I mean, I do, but like it's a very very. I mean, I haven't folded anything i haven't done the folding in ages (laughs) i haven't sat down with my papers and folded in ages but what he what he builds is like an eagle dove creature bird and it's there's a lot of downtime when you're a sniper oh so you think he's he's doing origami between well, killing ha- people between remain calm. between shooting him in the fucking head yes. he's doing origami I do believe that yes oh my god I mean that's good I I like that I like that I don't know that it's canon but you know we'll and then he leaves a little piece <laughs> crate on a each victim Alright, that's going in another book Wow one of our one of our stories Wow um, that's dark. That <laughs> I is think dark. it's light. You think it's light? <laughs> it's a light in the I darkness. I just blew your brains out. Here's a peace crane as a I, bit of ironic. Rest ooh, in peace. Ooh. That's chilling. <laughs> chilling to the bone. Um, Angela draws a picture. Not a very good one. No, I was shocked. I know. She's supposed to be the artist. Right? She she has done like sketches in this show. It was as that if are... somebody was like, "Oh shit, we forgot to make Angela's right. gift." Exactly, and then somebody the from props, the crew just yeah. kind of like, mm, ah! "I hope this works." Like it was, it was bad. Yeah, it looked like a cramp drawing. Somehow Hodgins manages to print a full archival print photograph mm-hmm. and frame it. Yeah. All within their confines of this right. of this quarantine, he manages to print off this. I think it's a fungus um, electron microscope color fungus right. photograph. Like where? I, I mean, know. come on, that, that's that's a bit much. He might have some toys in his office that he brought from home. Right. Okay. Doctor Goodman carves a. Um, Scarab, yeah, beetle, mm-hmm. maybe out of soap, maybe out of a potato. <laughs> Who knows? As, I mean, it's big though. That, it is that, big. Was, that would have been a honking bar of soap. Maybe he melted the soap and reformed it. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Definitely got the tools for that with their buttons and burners. Um, let's see. And oh, oh, and Zach makes a robot. 
And gives it to Booth. Yes. Which I think is the best. Mm-hmm. So Booth can give it to his um, his child. His, his Joey Lawrence that is not Joey Lawrence, but looks just like him. So for a Christmas episode, there is a lot of character development. Well, we also learned that Bones' family, did we already say this? Yeah. Disappeared right before Christmas? Right, yeah. Did we say that? Yeah. Little piece of it? Yeah, we did. Oh, we did. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but, so, and that wasn't really explored a lot in previous episodes. No. And what, a, I mean, it's a huge reveal that Booth has a child and a bad marriage. Yeah. Um, well, and, no, I don't know that they were married. They weren't married. Right. That's right. Um, but she hates him. She hates him. Uh, so much so that she can't, she won't even bring the kid to the Jeffersonian. No. Sid from the Chinese restaurant has to do yep. it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how bad it is. Um, and, you know, Christmas episodes is what's weird is that Christmas episodes are often very sort of one, one-offs. Like right. one, one shots. We're going to just encapsulate yeah, a standalone a episode. Little, a little lesson. You know, in mm-hmm. a single episode, it doesn't often tie in a no, lot. Right. But this one, Hart Hansen is like, I'm revealing everything We're in this Christmas episode. It. Don't skip so, the Christmas exactly. episode. You can't skip it. I don't care if you don't celebrate or Christmas. Or you're going to miss the fact that, right. that, you know, all this stuff is going on. Right. And um, that is that's wild to me. How yeah. much, how much. They uh, probably should have thrown in somebody in there who is of a different culture. What, what do you mean? Well, you know, like someone who celebrates Hanukkah or... Oh, Ramadan yeah. Or Again, early 2000s. Yeah. Like, we weren't, we weren't talking that way back back then. 20 years ago, we did not acknowledge that there was any other holiday <laughs> we... in December but Christmas. No, I, I seem to recall we knew about it. We did. We did. <laughs> but I don't think it was as celebrated as it is now. I don't know. But at the same time, I think it might be right. They should have... I mean, at least Hanukkah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, like there's no Jews in science? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Who's buying that? <laughs> are you kidding me that none of these scientists are Jewish? Yeah. That I doesn't mean, make any sense. I would think, like, Zach has got sort of a Jewish thing going. Well, and how is Hodgins not a pagan? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Yeah, the the only people who were uh, sort of strict atheist types are Bones and and Zach, right? And the rest of them have this talk about you know God. Booth is really pushing the God right onto uh, Temperance this whole this whole time. And I'm trying to remember if I wrote this down. No, Temperance is. Um, we, let, I mean, we can go through a whole list of her uh, anti-Christmas tirades. First, meaningless gifts. Meaningless gifts. And also, gifts are gift giving is a show of dominance. Oh right, uh huh. That's that's another one she trots out. Mm-hmm. Another one is um, that Christ was born in the spring. Right. According to uh, all historical, you know, blood, and mm-hmm. she keeps calling it the Christmas myth, right? Uh, which pisses Booth off. And uh, so then his birthday was moved to um, to the Christmas season, right? Which everybody knows this to one. to take you know solstice away, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody does know that one. Yeah. Um, and actually, now that I think about it, my birthday. Mm-hmm. Is in December mm-hmm. on the second, right? And it's cold as fuck usually, right? And dreary and awful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the opposite, where I move my birthday to the spring, right? And then celebrate it then. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. If it's good enough for Jesus, <laughs> June second is your new birthday. All right, I love it. We're we're I'm in. I'm right. in June second. That's that's my birthday. Okay, from but now you've got on. a milestone birthday coming up. Not this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you want it later or sooner? No, no, no. I want to celebrate it in June. Okay. If I'm gonna have a milestone birthday, I want to do some shit. I don't want to huddle in the cold. Ooh, happy birthday to me. 
while I'm freezing. I mean, come on. You know, I want to be out there in June feeling feeling myself, you know? You are your most self in June, right. July. You are. It's true. Right. I want to when be out the sun there. is at its highest. Yeah. Jesus got a raw deal. <laughs> Moving it all the way back into January and, and December. Oh, my God. Well, he wasn't alive when they did that. So <laughs> he didn't have to be like, Mom, I don't want to celebrate it in the cold. <laughs> Make everybody else do that. <laughs> it's uh, a time to bring the lightness to the dark, honey. It is. It is. And, you know, this episode is all about that. This episode But I find it annoying personally. About that. Because what? when it's dark, I want to hibernate yeah. and celebrate. Yeah. Don't bother me with lights. Yeah. Turn and, them up. And noises. Yes. Get out of here. I want to lay in this room and hallucinate. I want to lay in this room and hallucinate till spring and eat. <laughs> that is it. Um, Angela is dressed like an elf through most of this. Yeah, yeah. Her shoes. Her shoes. She never takes off the curly shoes. No, my sister Betsy had those curly shoes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hers had bells on them. Uh, Angela's don't have bells. No. No. But they do make a shot of her tapping her toad. Her. her. <laughs> That's right. Funny yeah, shoot yeah. Foot. which is which is pretty good, pretty good. No, um, what? You can't do. You don't have the trademark for that. Oh, I can't do that. I think Larry David's oh, probably gonna sue you. It's possible. Um. Okay. I think that we, um, as Booth says. Nothing brings people together like a Christmas lung fungus. Yes. So uh, let's get into Science Corner and let's talk about that lung fungus. Let's. And that disease, <clears throat> which is called. Okay. Stick me, with me on this, all mm -hmm. right? I'm going to try to do it right the first time. Coccidioidomycosis. That sounded legit. I think so. Coccidioidomycosis. Coccidioidomycosis. <laughs> that's uh, that's the uh, the disease, which is also called uh, valley fever, uh, commonly known as uh, coxy or cocky, <laughs> uh, mm. also known as California fever. Oh right. <laughs> that's which is like. Uh, a fairly whimsical name for a disease. Like yeah. if I got California fever, it I'm feels gonna like, hit the like if somebody's like, I got California fever. I feel like the, what they're telling me is they've got like an urge to right. smoke some kind bud yeah. and hang out on the beach. Man, I got California right. fever, some man. purple haired stuff. Um, Coming less, out of Humboldt County. Less... <laughs> Less sexy is uh, desert rheumatism. That's, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, and also... Isn't rheumatism arthritis, though? Yeah. Huh. I mean, it gives you aches. Oh, okay. it, it gives you, like, joint aches, okay. which, which is uh, where that comes from. Or also known as San Joaquin Valley Fever. Also oh. way less sexy than California right. Fever. Yeah. If you got San Joaquin Valley fever, that sounds bad. And I would be worried about the people of San Joaquin Valley and that if you got it, say, in other parts of the country, there would be retaliation. That was so, oh, like people, stop. Dirty those people from San, San Joaquin those, Valley. Those San Joaquin Valleyans. You know that they cooked this up in the lab. Is San Joaquin Valley, is that also known as the valley? Is that where... Is that like the valley that you go to I don't over, know. like from LA? That's what they call the valley where the valley girls like where come the valley from? Girl, I don't know. Yeah. Also, where they shoot all the porn? I don't, definitely don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think so. I think so. You would know. Uh, I would not know. <laughs> I do um, not know. It's a um, mammalian fungal disease. Ah. <sighs> Uh, from the coccidoides, coccidoides, coccidoides. 
from the coccidioides uh, imidis or C. imidis um, fungus. It is uh, all over the southwestern United States. Uh, so we're talking California, Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Utah, um, and uh, northern Mexico. And so this is, it's a fungus which uh, lives in the soil, um, and it just lays dormant there mm-hmm. uh, until it rains. And once it rains, it puts all its little little tendrils, Spores. this mycelium goes out uh-huh. because it's a fungus. It sends its mycelium out. And um, those produce the spherules, um, which are which are how they reproduce. Okay. But when those get disturbed from things that you do in in these places like farming uh-huh. or construction mm-hmm. or dust storms, mining, they uh, mining, they get airborne, and once you breathe them in, you're, you're in a bad way. Uh, so windstorms can carry this stuff far from where it's endemic. So far from where it comes from, mm-hmm. wind can carry these spores forever, which means that if you stir up dirt uh, in like Southern California, mm-hmm. you know, it can it can go way far away mm-hmm. and, and infect people other places. Um, Down uh, December, to a December windstorm in 1977 um led to uh deaths uh in hundreds of cases um in places that were a hundred miles away wow from arvin california where uh where the dust storm originated so um not not great but and you know they make a very big deal of this right so so these spores escape from inside the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the first problem. I don't know that that's where they would be. Okay. I don't think they would be inside the, the bone marrow. Maybe on the outside of the bone, mm-hmm. if it was in the soil, then they might be disturbed mm-hmm. and, and go. But there's like a huge cloud that flies But they're not up. a burrowing type spore. <clears throat> no, so. no. So they wouldn't be inside the bone. They could be disturbed from working, you know, the bone. In the fallout and, shelter itself. <clears throat> exactly. And so construction. There mm-hmm. you go. Construction might have put them on the bone. So maybe we're safe there. But they lock down the Jeffersonian And they completely. do make it appear as if it came from. Inside. The marrow. Right. Not. Not. That's probably not where it came from. The Jeffersonian locks down and they freak out when they mm-hmm. find out that it is Valley Fever. Um, and they lock the Jeffersonian down because they're worried they could start a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Here's your first major problem. Uh-huh. This Valley Fever is not spread um, that way. It's oh. not a contagious disease. If you get it and it's inside of you, it will stay inside of you. The reason that um, it, it might be confused with a pandemic-type disease mm-hmm. is that uh, large populations can get it at, at the at same time. Right. So you might think, you know, like uh, hundreds of people who are coming down with this with this pneumonia, this, you know, that, that comes from Valley fever, the, the, all the symptoms, Mm -hmm. you would think that maybe they passed one from the other. Right. But that is not at all. Once it's in, it does not come back. Right. You do not need to quarantine because of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very serious problem. They're going to be so pissed when they find out (laughs) they didn't have to quarantine that whole time. (laughs) Here's the thing though. They should have known they're fucking scientists. Yeah, but you really... And Hodgins loves this stuff. Hodgins Funguses, bugs, this is his patch. Yeah. So he would know, oh, hey, guys, we don't have to lock this down. Right. Like, if we get it, we're going to get it. And uh, we're not going to spread it. So why are you keeping us here? Mm -hmm. Now, if we want to go down that sort of road mm-hmm. uh and do some Hodgins, you know, style like conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. We could say that maybe he did know, 
but he wanted to be with them because his only plans were with a hooker were <laughs> with a, a a masseuse in Lake Tahoe, Quebec, Quebec, Montreal. Montreal. It was Canada. Somewhere. It was Canada. It was Canada. Um, and those that that was his plans. I mean, we see her. She's tall, blonde, mm-hmm. wearing a ridiculous outfit, very tacky coat, and uh, puts lip marks all over the glass. Yeah, and. Hodgins engages in some crazy frottage against the window where yeah. he's like rubbing his crotch yeah. against the window. Well, I didn't see the crotch. Yeesh. But I He was humping it, the window. He was window humping. I admittedly shut my eyes. <laughs> he was he was window humping. So I mean maybe he knew and then didn't let anybody on because he actually wanted to spend time with this this, you know, chosen family of his. But I think I think I suspect it was just shitty research yeah. and lazy writing. Yeah. On that. Because which, here's the other thing about which this Which is a little, little strange since we said it was really well-written episode. Right. The dialogue was. Yeah. Uh-huh, you know, and some of the plot points were mm-hmm. very well-constructed. This, absolutely a not. Nightmare. Because here's the other thing about Valley Fever. Tell me. It's not as deadly as it seems. Oh. In fact... About 60% of people who inhale these spores mm-hmm. um, and become infected will be completely asymptomatic. Oh. Um, maybe 5% get really, really sick so that they have like terrible long-term effects. Mm-hmm. Um, for a tiny, tiny majority, and mostly those who are immune-compromised... Mm-hmm. Those are the ones who will actually die. Also, the treatment for this is not an injection in the base of the skull, hmm. as Zach says. Mm-hmm. This is not how you treat this stuff. So they just made up a bunch. You of shit. treat it with like pharmaceutical antifungals. Like there's there's a there's definitely you know a I series know of them to take. The episode was written. Yeah, and they assumed. All they needed to do was find a disease to insert into this scenario. Mm -hmm. And then they were told, well, no, there is nothing like that. Right. And they were like, fuck it. We're going with it anyway. Right. That's what happened. So, (laughs) so look, the signs and symptoms are a lot like COVID. So... You've got a feeling of tiredness, mm, um, loss of loss of smell and taste, mm-hmm. fever, cough, headaches, rash, muscle pain, joint pain, which is where the rheumatism comes mm-hmm. from. Um, fatigue can persist for months oh, after your infection. God, that's the worst. And um, there's the uh, classic sort of three symptoms which which cause it to be called desert rheumatism which is fever joint pain and um something called arrhythmia nodosum i have no idea what that is Mm. and i'm not going to click it to find out i'm sorry (laughs) a minority of three to five percent of infected individuals um do not recover Mm. from the initial Mm -hmm. acute reaction and it becomes a chronic infection and um, in some terrible, terrible cases, and this is a very, very small percentage, the chronic infection will um, become deadly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's oft, oh, oh, bleh, often due to um, meningitis mm. um, and swelling of the, of the brain. Meningitis got you down. Severe lung disease, uh, that that type of that type of thing, um, but you know it definitely isn't as as crazy as they make it sound mm-hmm. in this episode. There's no reason to lock them down. There's no reason to get freaked out. You're not going to get a treatment that causes you to hallucinate. As fun as that is to watch Booth see sparkly things, right. It's not something that that uh, that goes down. Um, look, there's been there's been a lot of cases, um, and there's going to be more cases. 
due to climate change. Mm -hmm. So uh, this this fungus is going to uh, move north as as climate as, change occurs. Right. So you'll be seeing more of this in populations that haven't seen it before mm. as it moves out of the southwest and it mm -hmm. moves north. Again, 60% of people aren't going to have, they're going to be asymptomatic. But for immunocompromised people, as mm -hmm. with everything, um, you know, fucked. they're going to be fucked. Yeah. The, as they were with COVID, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll be fucked with this. Um, there's... <laughs> so... This is totally bizarre about mm -hmm. this, but it makes perfect sense. Um, in the 1950s and 60s, after they'd done some studying, they found out how, uh, how this fungus was, was linked with disease. Um, our, our wonderful United States government decided that they were going to weaponize it. Mm. God. And turn it into an incapacitating biological weapon. Right. Uh, the strain uh, that they investigated was designated with the uh, military symbol OC. And uh, there was going to uh, be deployment. They did the research. Um, they found that it could have some lethal effects uh, on the populace. Um and uh, then it started to be uh, classified as a threat to public health. And the research sort of fell off, mm. um, a, a, apparently. So this is a very interesting line from, from this, uh, this Wikipedia page. It says, it was never weaponized to the public's knowledge. Uh, okay. <laughs> so... So to the public's knowledge, it was never it was never weaponized and the military research uh, ended sometime in the 1960s um, mm -hmm. as they concentrated on developing a human vaccine for it. Uh, it is not uh, currently classified as a as a biological weapon. So. Yeah, like I'm going to believe that. Kewen <laughs> Hodgins, man. So that that is the science. They've been really good with the science. They have been. Up until this episode. But this one, they fucked it up. Oh, well. Really bad. Really bad. You can't win them all. Eh, you know, what can you do? Uh, otherwise, it was it was a fairly fairly good episode. You Do you have anything for us this week? I don't. No, they I got didn't lost use a lot of big words. Huh? They got, they, yeah. They, they didn't, and it was Christmas, mm -hmm. and... Emotional. It was an emotional episode. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So, no, I don't really have anything for Etymology Corner this time. Um, I do have a bone to pick when we yeah. get there. Let's hit it. We're there. We're, we're there. We're there right now. So, when they get their... Uh, phlebotomy tests, their, yeah. their blood work done. Yeah. There's like this ridiculous looking portable lab that looks exactly like a hand washing station <laughs> from a porta potty that they have just put tons of glowy lights on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's terrible. There's a centrifuge there. Yeah. Like, okay, first of all, you have to wait 15 minutes for the blood to sure. do that little mm -hmm. serum-y thing. Yeah. And then you got to spin it. And I'm sorry, but no. Just no. Yeah. Nope. And I they're all sitting there like a game show. Right. Waiting to see if it's... Come on. Waiting to see if they're going to be clear. Yeah. And, and you're it's... not going to fucking have a portable porta-potty right. day-glow lab. Yeah. Yeah. That you can just wheel around. Right. And... I'm sorry, if they had turned that centrifuge on yeah. on top of that little tiny lab, mm -hmm. or, yeah, it would have just blown to pieces. It would have just, <laughs> those centrifuges are so powerful. <sighs> <sighs> anyway, that's my bone to pick. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think uh, my bone to pick, aside from the science, which was really bad this episode, um, I'm going to say the guy who informs them mm -hmm. that they're locked down and that they've got a problem mm -hmm. is dressed as Santa's Claus. Oh, right. On, on the video call. 
And a really bad beard. And he's I knew, like, honey, I knew it wasn't Santa because he's not right. here. I know, but <laughs> are you telling me you are giving a group of people some awful, awful news? And you don't take on, the time the to take 23rd. off that stupid. Right. You're not going to take the time. You're not going to have the fucking decency to take off your Santa Claus outfit. I mean, you Are wouldn't you even have to me? take off the outfit, just the beard and the hat. Just the beard and the hat. Would have been enough. You can leave the coat on. Nobody wants to look at your Christmas boobs. Just, you know, just shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How unprofessional. Yeah. How unprofessional. You know, he probably lost his job in the new year. Cutbacks. Yeah, probably. They were mm-hmm. like, get out of here. You and your stupid Santa Claus. You Christmas lover. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's, that's it for this episode. Do you have, um, do you have, uh, uh, any parting, parting words? Well, I wanted to use, but oh. you already said it. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to talk about the music real quick. Oh, I was surprised you hadn't. I, I'm, I'm sorry. The music, they, so they were coming back to the folk montage. This right. is the first episode in a while that we've had a folk montage. Mm-hmm. It's but it's a Christmas music montage, right. and it is like a straight up Lilith Fair soundtrack. <laughs> you have Tori Amos singing "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," mm-hmm. and you have Jewel mm-hmm. singing "Winter Wonderland." I mean, that makes more sense to me. She's the Alaskan. Jewel, I love the Jewel. Yeah. Winter Wonderland. Mm-hmm. She has a sweet voice. It fits her. Yeah. Tori Amos, have yourself a merry little Christmas. No. Is a bit. It's it's too much for me. Really, Tori? It's it's really it's too much. Yeah. Because, you know, I can only imagine her like dry humping her piano when she does it. I know. And it's just like in her in her like breathy sort of sexy emotion thing it just doesn't work like i love tori amos Mm -hmm. i love i mean uh uh, boys for pele is probably one of my favorite albums of all time Mm -hmm. so so good but like stay in your lane you know what i'm saying yeah tori just stay in your lane what's going on with her i haven't i haven't heard anything from her in a while i think i looked her up on spotify she had some new stuff maybe Maybe i'll maybe i'll check it out i don't know so uh, she was never really my favorite favorite. <laughs> a lot of friends, a lot of my friends were passionate yeah. about her, but yeah, eh. not your not your thing. Yeah, she made me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so you did not have a. I already used your parting thought. Well, I had another one though. Nothing could, brings people together like a Christmas fungus. Lung fungus. Lung fungus. Nothing yes. brings people together like a Christmas lung fungus. Yes, was going to be my my parting thought but since you had already used it i had a second a backup yeah which was be kind rewind (laughs) (laughs) for all my old folks out there where you at even in the early well i guess blockbuster was still was still going on in the aughts yeah it it wasn't dead yet Hmm. i'm not dead yet not quite um all right so we'll leave it with that very strange (laughs) final thought be kind rewind and uh merry christmas to you all in august in august and um during this thunderstorm yeah we'll be back uh next week as ever please uh go to uh our our sub stack um not a lot new there I apologize. Oh, there's com- stuff coming, though, There's guys. stuff coming. Um, married, Don't worry. Marriedmystery.substack.com is is that address. And um, please follow along and uh, say hey, you know. Hey. You can drop us a message there uh, if we you'd like. We would love to read messages. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and we'll be back with episode 10. Woo! We're going to have 10 in the bag. A so. decade of episodes. Uh feels like a decade yeah all right uh thank you for choosing the real bones podcast <laughs> honey we don't have to compete. the indi- the independent about- thank you for choosing 
the only independent bones reaction podcast in in the world. In this little space of Northeast Ohio. Because Zoe's is definitely not. You know, that's a... <gasps> Emily. Emily's is... Jesus. You know, Emily's is not... It's not independent. Guys, I don't have the same thoughts that Patrick does on this. Enjoy the only independent Bones podcast. Talk about staying in your own lane. I mean, my God. All right. I'm well, shutting my computer to this kind okay. of behavior. We'll see you next week, guys. That's thanks, we love thanks you. Thanks for being here. We love you. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. We're not going to.